0: At 1pm HST, I know where I will be, Ukulele Underground Podcast for you and me. Aldrin and Aaron and Kahai, and maybe Magic Mike or a guest on the fly, Ukulele Underground Podcast. Now here's
1: the guys. Hello everyone and welcome to the Ukulele Underground Podcast. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. Joining me are Mr. Aaron, the voice now Say What's up, Aaron? What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend, for again, say what's up, Kahai. What's up? So here in the Ukulele Underground podcast, we answer any and all of your questions that we may receive, either via email, via text, via on the side of the road, however it may be. However we can get them, we'll try to answer them as best as we can. I'll answer as best as I can. These two guys are going to come in with their two cents, so we'll give you the best six-cent answer that we can possibly give. Today, we have a very, very, very special guest, Mr andrew molina hey
0: hey thanks so for having me guys
1: right on so andrew molina he's a ukulele extraordinaire from maui um you know we, we've seen him a bunch of times he's traveled the world he's uh, he's performed he's put out albums he's a he's a, a nahoku Hano award nominee did you have you won one yet uh, hopefully the next one <laughs> yeah actually, see, see. i'll be there buddy. i'll watch i'll watch on tv <laughs> Same with all i'm gonna i'm gonna jump up and down and be like i know that guy <laughs> that, that's my friend i'm gonna tell my wife when I'm, that's my friend hey, do you have friends who's won hokus so, you know you know what i mean i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna finally get one you know jake doesn't count he has a million of them doesn't count he's everyone's friend yeah <laughs> i know right <laughs> it's we want adri we want, we want the underdog to finally win one you know <laughs> Oh, man, Jake we'll doesn't see. even have any more room in his trophy case I think. I think he has enough of those things, right? So <laughs> I, I think think king is this, Herb man.
0: actually. The king is Herb. Oh, that's right. Herb and uh and
1: Brian they have like how many do they have? I
0: don't know, but he was like, "Oh yeah, I have I have one in the trunk just sitting there." I was like, oh, I'm like <laughs> "I want one that I can put on my desk."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh <clears throat> I was telling my wife, and I hope nobody from the horrors ever hears this. (laughs) I was telling my wife. I was like, you know what? Pretty slim chances that it because I was uh, I was nominated one year and I was like, but if I do win, I'm gonna take that like that that circle thing that's part of the uh the, the plaque, right? And I'm gonna like take it out of its like little you know, little stand thing and I'm gonna make like I, I love wrestling and I wanna make a wrestling belt <laughs> like, like an <laughs> undisputed championship belt for like for the uh for the Nahuku Hanu <laughs> And I was just gonna like walk around with it, kinda of, like just you know, like here, Hi. like I, the yeah, chap is here that. kind of thing, you know, like I would have been the best um what you call uh like representative for the horrors. I would have worn that stuff on my shoulder everywhere I went. I would go to like to Big Save, to Safeway, to Foodland, carrying my championship belt around. <laughs> that's but Dude, I don't know what the horrors is. <laughs> no I'm just gonna have to just just do it, you know? And then they're like, oh well how come I didn't think of that. I'm like that's that's because you're you are not make chance. like an ukulele, <laughs> like- yeah just put it in the back of my ukulele like right here so everyone is like asking for my credentials i'd be like well i got one of these you
0: know
1: (laughs) but next one i'm gonna have to i don't know maybe maybe i'll I'll write the best liner notes because maybe that's where my chances are (laughs) or you can make it into somehow like a strap or something that you can wear while playing yeah that's true that's true but i think championship belt kind of just speaks like whoa let's not mess with that guy you know like he's a chap of something like
0: yeah i love it i love the championship
1: <laughs> the championship belt and they're gonna have to win it for me you know next year that kind of thing you know they, i'm gonna have to be pinned one two three so that they can get the championship belt <laughs> that's, oh, that's that's a my great i should idea. pitch that to to the horrors yeah right that's i and 100 percent legit not joking i was gonna do i was gonna do that with my hoku award. <laughs> <laughs> not, not joking. I'm a huge fan of wrestling. I would have... Imagine, Aaron, me walking in this show wearing that title belt around my waist uh, every week, you know? Every like, week. every week we'd be doing this show. Me coming in. Oh, it'd been great.
0: I, I don't have no, to. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. For this. me, like, as a UFC fan, I would like, I would love that, too. That'd be that'd be great. And, anyway, and it wouldn't be a whole food in a trunk.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, guys like guys like Herbs is putting in this trunk, dude. I would, like, wear that as, yeah, like, you know, so as a crying. badge of honor. It's Exactly, you know what I mean? Like, like how how if if I had as much as as, uh, as Herb does, I would just get like one of those um like Boy Scout sashes and just like put them like pins, put them all on, <laughs>
0: put oh, them there all you on. Go.
1: like like a Boy Scout badge. Oh man, see, I got ideas. hard give me a call. <laughs>
0: That's
2: great.
1: <laughs> and, anyway, sorry. Off tangent already. I love when my friends come in the podcast. So, uh yeah, we got you guys got questions. We got answers at least. I think Andrew's got answers for you. So Kahai, do we have any questions from the audience or anything that we got prior to the show so we can ask Andrew some questions?
3: Yeah, Marima was wondering uh what uh, do you do you play one main ukulele, Andrew? And if you do, uh, what is the size, quality, uh strings make? So just a breakdown of what you use it's a good one
0: okay okay so basically i i usually tour with uh two ukuleles this is one of them this is my low g ukulele this is a joji yoshida custom built he's a builder from okinawa and there's incredible craftsmanship my i play both tenors and this is kind of like a rosewood spruce combination and it just like it just has a killer sound and um got your gilbert tuners up there mm. got, like blue maple on the back of the head <laughs> And pretty oh. unique, and I use uh, the Ucologic strings uh, mm-hmm. on this set and also for uh, my other main ukulele. My main high G is my custom Kamako ukulele I got in 2016. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually use a set of strings that I have, the GHS Andrew Molina set. On that, on that ukulele, mm-hmm. and that's my high G set. So those, that's, these are my main two ukuleles that I like to travel with.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, who makes uke logic? I know they're from Hawaii, but you, do you know who makes uke logic strings? Y- yeah,
0: yeah, uh, uh, you know Joel.
1: Joel,
0: which tr- you know, so Joel, um, specific. <laughs> oh, Joel.
1: <laughs> Joel, he
0: works with uh, like. Oh, Joel! Patrick oh, Joel! Jack. I thought you meant Joe. Joel. Yes, yes, Joel, I do yeah. know Joel.
1: Okay, okay, I'll say that. He like, sent me season, a whole bunch of... Um, it's like, which Joe? But Joel, yeah, there's only one Joel in the ukulele world. <laughs> Joel, yeah, L. Yeah, yeah jo- Joel, Joel, but
0: yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he's been sending me this, this nice set. And for some reason, with this combination, it just works really well. Especially, um, I mm. mean, yeah, I don't know. I've come to really like this string. What are the difference between that and your signature strings they're both fluorocarbon but mine it feels more mm. like a nylon actually even though it is fluorocarbon and this kind of mm. has more of your traditional fluorocarbon feel and it's interesting it's kind of like a pink string if you if you really look at it and can see that that's cool it's like a shade of pink. oh cool and these are definitely a lighter tension and uh, it kind of mm. fits the low g style a little bit easier than the high g style so mm. i think those are the main um differences between the two strings
1: yeah, because I tried your strings, and they're pretty high tension, dude. Like you, oh, yeah, did, yeah, like, they like, are. Some it's Andrew like, muscles a really to, to play, play that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for me, it's just like... And that's another thing, like, going between the two ukulas with completely different tensions. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. I build my nail to be a certain length, so I'd mm-hmm. be proficient on the, um, the kamaka. Now, when I go to here, it's just everything is just so loose, so I'm like, this is not going to work, because... Um, so now I'm, I'm still experimenting what kind of strings to use, but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. These strings sound better on the Joji and some of my other ukuleles, but then for my Kamaka, for some reason mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the koa, but my strings bring out the the sound that specific ukulele. but it doesn't. It's funny because it doesn't work on this ukulele.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Know,
0: it could be a tone That's... wood and just the type of string it is. Is it? It's it's hard. So like whenever people ask like what mm-hmm. what strings is the best, it really depends on the ukulele itself. And the wood combination. Thank you. There really like is no best. What fits your style and what fits your yeah. ukulele and the sound? We, Amen. Yeah. Amen, brother. <laughs>
3: uh, we have a question in the chat. Yeah. Uh, from go ahead. Uh, Devin asks, uh, what uh, what pack of ukulele strings do you like? Since there's like a couple of different ones, right? Mm-hmm. So,
0: oh, well, you know, what, let me uh, let me get the packaging. I think <laughs> I think it's just the tenor. Stuff. Yeah. Because uh, I think it was I think it was Devin that asked
2: about ukulele. Uh, the other week,
1: right?
0: Mm-mm. I yeah. just saw them be- uh, from from
1: Devin actually when he brought it up. I went to go look them up and uh, yeah. I was like, "These are made from from Hawaii. Like someone made these." Yeah,
2: yeah. so it must yeah, be so the, the Hawaiian ones. Right
1: pink ones, Dude, love yeah. pink. Pink is pink is good stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're labeled. I'm pretty sure we're gonna see all, all different with, like, color hard... strings
0: now.
1: Well, all is... I have mint. I've mint green color strings. Yeah.
0: Ooh, <laughs> these like are that. mint green. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So, walk us
0: through uh how how an artist creates a set of strings uh first it, it all comes down to your style you know we all even though some things we do are similar, we all kind of like our we all have a unique sound and um you know if you play slow if you if you play fast, you can kind of determine on what kind of strings sound better for me initially. I like the nylon feel because we, I think we all at one point we played the Jake set of strings back in the day, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of like a higher tension with the, yeah. um, that's, that's nylon, correct. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then yeah. Experimenting with, I mean, there's so many different brands out there, but yeah, mm-hmm. I I haven't touched a, a set of just like basic ukulele. I mean, besides this one, like ukulele strings, because that's like classical guitar mm-hmm. strings mm-hmm. from the Adario and, um, for for my specific style, you know, I play I can play ballads, but I can also play fast when I when I really want to. And I know it's the height. Mm-hmm. Higher tension kind of suits that fast style, but with this low G where I play mainly my ballads and stuff, I know it's this lower tension comes into comes into play. And yeah. something about the I don't know, specific set, set sounds good with here. But yeah, it all comes down to like if you're looking for a set you really have to experiment even if it requires like buying five different sets just say what should you like the best because my favorite set might not be your favorite set and mm. i think that's just how it is man i mean like you have your own set i got my own set. Yeah. everyone and, has their own set yeah. like so that just tells you right there that it just mm. play what you play don't play mm. a brand because you know um, one of us played or jake plays it just you have to figure out what sounds best to you and i encourage you to experiment mm with different strings and low G and high yeah. G as well.
1: How did you um, decide upon the tension of the strings uh, of of your set?
0: Uh oh, well I he actually I actually I think I was only sent three different sets I actually like oh what you know mm-hmm. what you think is in the direction that you want and mm-hmm. there was a lighter tension but it sounded very like the sound was just very very quiet. Like there was mm-hmm. no projection. I was like okay that's okay mm-hmm. and then it would it would kind of buzz here and there. Mm-hmm. And then it, it was mm-hmm. a I, t- I did the second one, same thing. It's just like, it's okay. And then the third one came out. I was like, whoa, this tension is really high, but I love this. Like I would, I even got my dad's opinion. I was like, what do you think of this? You know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like the quality in the higher register. And he's like, wow, that he goes, that's, that's powerful. But I was like, yeah, but this, the tension is pretty high. <laughs> so I think we are yeah, like, we want something along the lines of the third mm-hmm. set, which is a higher tension. But yeah, it just like, the thing was like a monster. Like when, when it played, it was mm-hmm. just so loud. And I like that tone. So it's a little bit of a sacrifice. You know, it does, the tension is a little bit mm-hmm. higher, but I know it's the right. projection is loud. So with any string, there's, nice. there are sacrifices you have to be made. And ultimately, um, that third set, I was like, can we get something along the lines of this? So I think I chose between two more sets. And I think that second set was the one that I went with.
1: Nice, man. Well, you mentioned your dad. <clears throat> your dad plays uh, bass when you, you know, when, uh, when, when you tour and going out and stuff. Um, how, yeah. you know, what's it like to kind of arrange stuff with, with the bass in mind? Do you do that or do you just arrange stuff like, with just the ukulele in mind and then your dad comes in and does the bass? Like, Walk us through like, how you guys kind of prepare for a show and, and, and put, the, put the songs together, make a song list and, and the arrangements and stuff
0: right and there's different ways to arrange and even write because i know um some ukulele artists they based on um kind of like a single note melody without chord melody Mm because they have like Mm -hmm. accompaniment and then for me i just was thinking i need to arrange these pieces in ways where i can play it if i'm playing with a band if i'm playing with a friend if i'm playing with my dad or if I'm playing solo Mm -hmm. because if Mm -hmm. i were to arrange it let's say in a band setting it'd probably be very um dependent on the back instruments that are um you know accompanying you but if you kind Mm -hmm. of arrange it solo and then you include the other ones after then it's easier for them to come in and accompany you so for me i want to be able to play my arrangements in any situation if i'm by myself or something goes wrong i have a backup plan so i kind of universally arrange it but of course when you have you know when i have my bass on there's more freedom to be a little more experimental and more you know Mm -hmm. so i would say like maybe i would alter it a little bit if i'm playing with my dad
1: yeah, but your dad is a killer bass player. Like, I mean, <laughs> I've, I've seen him play with you, but then I saw him play with Jake and, you know, because uh, oh, I'm yeah. sure like playing with Jake was just like an impromptu thing. It's not like they're like, okay, and you're going to play this and I'm going to play that. It's like your
0: dad just jumped in and it just, it was magic. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, <laughs>
1: he was saying how
0: nervous he was because Jake said, okay, come together and... That's all that that's all the words I'm explaining. Like, yeah, I was I was standing God. next to you actually. Yeah, exactly. One side, watching I was, them together. Yeah. I'm like,
1: dude, yeah, your dad yeah. is amazing. And,
0: Yeah, and I was like, Oh, that's yeah, pretty cool nice. that you get to play with Jake. And yeah, a lot of people really love that video. And uh, mm-hmm. but I just remember he said he was he was a little bit nervous but not as nervous as playing with uh Benny. Mm. oh Oh, oh, yeah i mean
1: benny will take you you always throwing in
0: those around the world and back (laughs)
1: Uh (laughs) and you don't know where he's going either he's gonna go after i mean it's it's cool but your your dad kept up you know like it's it's awesome yeah. he, I love the two of you together and the dynamic between you two because you know you can tell he's kind of been there he has his experience so he really knows and then you know here you are with your kind of you know experiences and your brand new approach to the to the instrument so it really like kind of complements each other really well so I dig it if you guys haven't checked out Andrew and his dad or just Andrew's music in general just you can even pause this podcast if you're listening to it just go listen to him right now You know? <laughs> <laughs> just listen go nice. go go do it do it Hi. <laughs> uh, do you have any questions from the audience
3: yeah so like uh talking about that um uh, marima also asked what music slash songs artists uh are you listening to at the moment
0: nice that's a good one. <clears throat> Ooh, that's a that's an interesting question um <laughs> i mean now i just i actually don't really listen to any ukulele players i mean like if you know, one of my friends like you guys put out an album i'll listen to it we need to enjoy it But for inspiration, Mm. I mainly look to guitarists now. Like I'm a big John Mayer fan. So through the quarantine, Mm. I actually arranged a lot of his (laughs) songs on ukulele, you know, like um, some of the rockers out there. And it's just Mm. something very refreshing, I think, because, you know, you hear the GCA like just a lot. And it's just even for me, just getting out of the just the ukulele mindset helped my creativity. So listening to some of these guitarists really have, Helped to me expand as an artist myself.
1: It's nice. See, uh, Kahai's is a big John Mirror fan, right? Kahai? You have, mm-hmm. you have like a life-size
3: poster of John in your room, right? Just hanging somewhere.
1: Yeah. When he wakes, when Kahai wakes up in the morning, he's like, "Good morning, John."
3: <laughs> John, just just tell me my body's a wonder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's the song yeah, that I arranged,
1: actually. Oh yeah, <laughs> cool beats, man. Did you have you done slow dancing in the burning room as Aaron's favorite uh-huh.
0: song? <laughs> Oh, yeah. how does that go? Dun, dun,
1: dun, 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 yes, there you go. There you go. Yeah.
0: Something like that. <laughs> Yeah, oh. Yeah. oh
1: that's it that's it right there since he's just making Aaron excited <laughs> it's like what is that album coming out this is the uh, John Mayer ukulele cover covers. album yeah. <laughs> just, okay, I, would, okay. I would listen to that just like an entire album just of John Mayer ukulele covers yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of cool but you do clarity right I did at one at some point in my life
0: <laughs> like, I, when I, was, I think I saw that video yeah, a while back
1: when I was a young scrappy bumpkin <laughs> like, you know, still starry-eyed and full of hope for you know for the world. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> no. uh, yeah, uh, I love I love Clarity. Like I love that. Ba-da-da-dum. I love the groove of it. I, I like songs with like good grooves and just. I don't know. And John Mayer's music is one of those that like, here's like the main thing. And then he takes you somewhere else and then goes back to it. So like in clarity, it's like the, the chorus and the verse is like, got this nice little groove. And then like the, the instrumental part in that song kind of goes in a completely like dreamlike state and then brings you yeah. right back. So I, I dig arrangements like that because, um and we talked about this in your podcast um, that, that should be, that should be out, you know, when, whenever you, whenever you decide to, put putting your podcast out um that i i that love silly. um <laughs> i love arrangements or just music in general with with like purpose and um that kind of has a mental like image and you know like some kind of like mind painting that, that you know that that the artist is, is trying to trying to do and i think clarity is one of those songs and um pretty much a lot like slow dancing in the burning room Aaron really like um put it best where he says that this is how did you how did you describe that song as like the best Breakup like, uh, song. like that's like that's oh, what it would sound like or... it just
2: yeah it just kind of <laughs> encapsulates the feeling yeah. of being in that situation yes
1: so like that riff it's like it's it's what it is like he encapsulated that feeling into just like a riff you know when you play that you're like oh i feel the heartbreak and i see it and i just you know it's it's awesome john Mayer is great uh he's on tiktok and i've been jamming with him lately
0: like with his variety every song has a life of its own kind of a thing and that's very i think that's very unique and that's why i think i told you it was like last summer that's like what got me Mm. kind of passionate about playing again because growing mm. up, you know, we were, you know, I was into the big, you know, learning all the Jake stuff and there was a lot of variety. Mm, so it kind of re- reminded me of that a bit where it was kind of like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to learn John Mayer songs. And it just, nice. I mean, the voicings you get is just just yeah. not really ukulele friendly. So it really mm-hmm. pushes you to see t- 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 what, what yeah, you can do t- with it. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going
0: to say a fun fact. Um, do, you, do
1: you know Victoria Vox? You were... Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Mayer has written a song called Victoria, which is actually about... Victoria Vox. Fun <laughs> fact for you and all our audience. Yes. John <laughs> oh, you want know to say what? Honestly, <laughs> I, does I mean you know? according to Victoria Vox. <laughs> yeah. According to Victoria Vox, like that song is, is written about her. And they they knew each other like in Berkeley. Yeah. Like uh, they went to Berkeley uh school of music okay. together. And um and so something like they they like hung out, they knew each other and stuff and um Yeah, I, I mean, don't know
2: if it was directly about her. Yeah, but yeah, but you yeah. could
1: yeah. Yes, it's the, the loosely name. based. <laughs> yeah, the, hey. Allegedly, there you go. People that. may say yeah. that that song of Victoria is about Victoria Vox. I,
3: I want to say now, my, you know, my name is Neon, so. The <laughs> <Leons>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, fun fact. So, so we're talking with John Mayer and ukulele and stuff. Victoria Vox. That song Victoria allegedly
0: about her <laughs> i should say that that's interesting i want to know the answer to that
1: yeah, so, well, <laughs> yeah. you probably have victoria's email you should be like hey so Altrin said this is this true <laughs>
2: yeah, please yeah yeah because oh, cool, what? Though.
1: Once you double confirm it, because that has been confirmed to us, but if you double confirm it, then that means it must be true. There's two <laughs> sources confirming. <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know. I'll, so.
0: I'll try to see if I can find
1: out. Yeah, yeah see if you can pull her out. Do some investigative journalism, ukulele-wise. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Ukulele journalism. <laughs> okay, oh, <I'll laughs> uh, next question.
3: So Renee kind of had a question about buzzing, actually. Okay. And she said that she heard that uh, you can put graphite or she even saw that somebody said you can put high-quality motor oil on your nut to stop the buzzing. Uh, <laughs> I but, don't know if I would do that. Yeah, uh, uh, and yeah, she she, ha- she has a, a used uke that has a buzz. So mm-hmm. is there any tips for what maybe she can do to, you know, fix that? That's usually um, not yeah. a
2: buzz kind of Yeah, I mean, six. I don't know about
1: motor oil. Like, that's the first that I've heard of that, <laughs> you know, like, graphite. <laughs> <Me too.
2: laughs>
1: graphite I have heard of. Yeah. but but it's mainly um from the one that I heard graphite wise it's like you can add it to the mix of uh, of when you make the strings you can add like the uh the metal that you add or just no, 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 li- the no, no. bits of metal I think
2: it's just on the nut so yeah yeah add, add, yeah a little- graphite to right right to yeah to make I, it slide easier I
1: understand but like that's the one that I heard of like the one that I heard of is, is like adding it to the mix but the graphite that she's probably talking about is the one that you're talking about like yeah. which is adding a little bit to the nut to raise the um you no, know no, to raise no. the all, all it does what's going on it,
2: it lubricates the nut so that it doesn't ah. get stuck so, oh, so yeah, when so it you're tuning, get... it'll mm-hmm. go into tune
1: and stay Staying. in tune. Yeah. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it fixes uh, buzz at all. Mm. A- Andrew, have you heard anything like that?
0: Uh, <laughs> this is the first I'm hearing about <laughs> it. But I'm trying to think. like <laughs> When a buzz occurs, it's usually because sometimes like a fret is uneven. right? Like a, mm-hmm. Sometimes that's why you need to shape the frets down. I have one of the ukulas that I have where it like, buzzes only on the third fret, the G-string. Mm-hmm. Right there. And um, if you move it to the fourth fret, it doesn't buzz. So it could be like an individual individual fret buzz that needs to be a little extended down mm-hmm. maybe. But yeah. to so it's uh... the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean,
1: like buzzes can also be something on the inside. Also, like when you make your ukulele buzz, you have to listen to where it's buzzing, yeah. and that'll kind of be a tall tale. Because sometimes, like if you drop an ukulele, for example, like one of the um one of the bracings might come loose, and that's you know a, a reason for buzzing. Maybe uh you know like like Andrew said the uh, the frets, maybe the nut, maybe the saddle. There's all these things that like will contribute to a buzz so it's really 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 difficult like um doing a diagnosis on on buzzes but yeah you know yeah. If, if you can consistently make the buzz um make it and then figure out where it's coming from and then that's how you can kind of isolate the problem and if it is a a, um, a fret thing you got to get those frets dressed really that that's all it is and it's not an easy process either because while you're dressing the fret it might be it might go too low Or uh, or it might just affect everything else. There's like a a tool that um that uh, luthiers use to like that kind of dresses the entire fretboard so that they're all even. So I don't you know I don't know if yeah get a professional yeah get a professional to do it. Man, Andrew might be able to do it stuff, but like um oh man, I don't I don't don't
0: have an (laughs) expertise. Yeah, right. That's nerve
1: Yes, yeah. good, good. I'm, that is nerve-wracking, like, because you need that. It, there's a tool that they that they use to uh, to dress the frets so that it's dressed evenly.
3: Well, one of the easiest fixes, like, if there is a buzz and it's coming from the headstock, right? Yeah, it could be a loose nut, mm. and that's that's all it is. And you just gotta tighten the nut. So mm. it could be like loose hardware. That
1: that so. too, yeah. The hardware on the uh, on your you know on your tuners or anything like that might you know might be a little bit loose. So just check every. There's so much, like, it's tough to. Uh, to really diagnose the cause of that and and maybe quality as well cuz i know a lot of like you know a lot of ukuleles that haven't been like uh quality controlled when you play it like c string second fret it will buzz like crazy it's almost consistent on 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 ukuleles that haven't been checked you know and um so there's just there are all sorts of different ways that that ukuleles can buzz so it's tough to to say like oh we just put some like high profile, like, engine oil, what, what kind of oil yeah, was no, it? No, I, don't, I don't, I think you would oil. use motor oil I, for The motor anything oil, yeah, I don't know. On your ukulele. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't out, so. about, I don't know about that. I mean, we have done a, uh, a, a, a uke minute where we used, um, like car polish, <laughs> like turtle <Yeah>. wax <laughs> yeah, on, uh, on uh, our rubbing fretboard. Compound. How is that?
2: Rubbing compound.
1: Yeah, rubbing compound on our, uh, you know, on, on our fretboard to clean it. And it worked in some was Pretty messy, but, I don't know if I if I ever did it again past that. But it was cool. And it yeah. works.
0: But yeah. um other than that, don't, I don't don't, know, know don't okay. use um car polish. Like I use it on this neck, but this is yeah. a very thin coat and I can feel wear and tear on the back. Oh really? Uh, no,
1: yeah, no, we didn't polish. use it in the back like the fretboard is when we use the uh use the car, the the polish. Or oh, what is it called? Rubbing compounds. Yeah, rubbing yeah. compounds, yeah. See, Aaron knows, he knows. And then we uh I believe it's like you minutes like it's under ten like it's one of our first <laughs> episodes first that we've, ones, that we've yeah. done yeah like it's uh, kai will put up the link in the show notes so. yeah. <laughs> yeah isn't
3: it called like how to bling your uke or something something like, like that, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: so we we uh we were working with sam bonano from uh from komoa on that video and i believe he that was like his way of buffing um fretboards just making sure it's nice and clean yeah but kai any more questions for andrew
3: because everybody in the chat now is like uh talking about motor oil and stuff, so. yeah. <laughs> they're all distracted so
1: yeah. yeah so andrew where's the um do you have any plans in the future like you know i know this everyone's kind of staying home and stuff um do you have anything lined up i mean i'm sure after this episode you know millions and millions of people are going to come see you now because we have <laughs> millions and millions of fans for this podcast right tonight yeah <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean, hopefully, like, I don't know when we're going to be able to start traveling again, but I definitely mm-hmm. want to get back on the tour life, man. I'm, like I told you the other week, I have like island fever. I mean, <laughs> we went to Oahu for like a day, like to do a high sessions, maybe like a couple weeks ago, but I still, like, I need a break. <laughs> I love the, I love Maui, but I just need a like, new site. So I'm looking forward to just getting back on the road touring. But mm-hmm. other than that, you know, I'm working on uh, my podcast which should come out probably i'm thinking the mid mid april and other than that you hmm. know i've been getting little lessons and just just trying to hmm. practice but i cannot yeah. wait to leave um,
1: <laughs> can we expect And you, i mean you mentioned the next one you said like album wise like that that might be you know that might win a hoku and whatever are you working mm-hmm. on something right now
0: um, I mean, I just released one last year. Um, we'll see mm. We'll see if I get into the, the nomination this year. <laughs> I think we're going to nah, find man. out in a couple weeks, of actually. Who else, uh, who who
1: else released something last last year?
0: I, You know, I think it's going to be me, Herb, and Jake, actually, in the finals. Ooh. We'll
3: see.
1: <laughs> see, Herb doesn't need another one to put in his trunk. Uh, Jake has, yeah, he has no a, more room he, he put in his mantle. other trunk. Basically.
3: <laughs> 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 <Wait, you see. laughs> He has to use them for wheels instead. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> right. well, I should tell him to make the belt. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh,
1: what would, 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 uh, would herb do that do you think <laughs> see if i was no, a no, multi okay i have so much plants. see like my first one will turn into a belt my second one i'll turn into a belt too but i want like a spinner belt you know like how like spinner wheels like, like those uh those <laughs> rims like spinner rims i'd make like a spinner kind of belt like that that i would have it'd be so sick I like would be so proud easy. to win one of those yeah hara give me one of those like i will i will promote you know, the Hawaii Academy of Recording Arts like on my shoulders. (laughs) I'll back you up if you pitch that. (laughs) I gotta win one of those. Uh, I mean, the one for me like that, that I would, I would really like to win. I mean, other than any (laughs) is, uh, is definitely like the, the viewer's choice they have like that kind of you know like entertainment of the year kind of viewer's choice and stuff i'd like to win one of those let's get our millions of fans guys to a band <laughs> together and all vote for me at the haras as your favorite entertainer of the year and then wherever i go i'll wear the belt people can take pictures of the belt if they want to you know like i'll just be like hey you can hold the belt you know take pictures with it so if you guys vote for me for a hawaii academy of recording arts um uh the <clears throat> Nāhoku Hanohano awards I promise, like a politician, I promise I will create change in this <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it would, be, it would be pretty cool. I would I would do that. That's my it's my dream. It's my dream to just own a, own some kind of belt. And since you're a UFC fan, you know exactly
0: what I mean, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's one oh, okay, you're here. No one carries <laughs> their Hoku award just like, you know, every day. And this is a way that's to because do it. they have respect for the award, I think. Or <laughs> <laughs>
1: Where, like, I mean, I have tons of respect for it. But, like, you know, like, how many people are coming over to my house, like, during the pandemic to, like, look at my award? Because if I win something like that, I want to show it off to everyone. You know what I mean? Like, every selfie that I'm going to take for Instagram is going to have the award on it. You know? Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: It's just one of those things. I would be so proud. I'm totally with you. Decide to pitch (laughs) this idea again.
3: Yeah. I'm I'm getting flashbacks to when you made the best boss belt. Oh, yeah. And you wore that (laughs) around our office.
1: Kahai um, are basically our only worker here at Ukulele Underground. And um, me, Aaron, and Ryan are, are all like owners of Ukulele Underground. There's only four of us doing this. So Aaron and Ryan went off to Japan for like a trip. So I was the only boss and I'm like, like third rank down, like as far as bosses goes. So finally I had my time in the sun to shine. You know, I'm like, all right. So I bought, I went to like Walmart and I bought one of those kid sized like WWE belts and like, and I, I drew on it and I put UU plus, uh, UU champ or whatever. And I I walked in and Kahai's in the office and I'm walking in with my UU champ belt. And I'm like, guess who you have to answer to this week, guy, while, bo- while the real bosses are away?
3: <laughs> he, he stood on a chair, so the belt was like eye level with me. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Heck yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: man. See, he's going to have to pin me for it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. questions from the audience. Yes, yeah.
3: Uh Yoda, so Yoda asks uh, Which original song or arrangement that you created was the most challenging and why? Ooh, that's a great question.
0: Ooh, a, was my first hard one, or just in general? In general. Yeah, most challenging. Most challenging. Ooh, you know what? It might have. It's funny. We're just talking about. I think your body's a wonderland might have been the hardest one.
3: Oh. Mm. Probably, I think he bet no, the original
0: uh, song. Like oh, our, original
3: or arrangement?
1: Oh yeah, or arrangement. Yeah, okay, okay. Either okay. or. Okay, okay. Oh, how about how about both? Give us your best um, arranging of a cover song and your best like original or most you know challenging. challenging. Yeah, challenging.
0: Okay, okay. Let's think. Original tune. That's such a hard <laughs> question. I don't know why. The arranging one is a lot easier.
3: Well, Yoda also asked, uh, "What did you learn from the challenge of arranging mm. or writing that song?" Yeah,
0: um, it, it kind of challenged the muscle memory that I had to put in because usually, well, you know, with um, this specific piece, you're currently you're currently like droning on a F F or C, in like a B flat, and then you have to throw the melody in at the same time, so the... So you constantly have to juggle Mm -hmm. these parts. And that's Mm -hmm. something I normally haven't really had to do before. Usually, you know, you you do like a lot of chord melody. But Mm -hmm. this constant, like, especially with the the melody on the the E string, right? Usually Mm -hmm. when you play high G, the melody is usually on the A string. So Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier than having to hit this middle string right here. In addition Mm -hmm. to hitting, like, the chord tones here is like... Mm -hmm. So I just remember, it took me two months to arrange this piece, and... It's not like wow. I was slacking. I would literally take <laughs> room in the bathroom because the acoustics, mm-hmm. and I would just be in there for like an hour. And I remember I would practice for a couple hours a day, I, only on this one song. And I was like, oh, it doesn't mm-hmm. sound right. It doesn't sound right. So eventually, when I got it to the sound I, I liked, it was just like, okay, that took a lot of time. But yeah, and it just I kind of made me think, like, because I remember again going back to like when I was a kid and learning, like, uh, you know, why my guitar gently weeps and a lot of Jake's arrangements. It required mm-hmm. me just to like practice over and over. The, but this is like on an, in its own realm. I was like, wow, like even to this day, like after all this training, I still had to put in this, this much time. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so no matter what you're doing, I, I think it's super important that um, you don't get discouraged. You just keep, you keep that vision of, oh, I'm going to learn this song. I don't care how hard it is. And you know, eventually you're going to get it. It's when you're thinking like, oh, it's too hard or I don't yeah. have the time to do it. You're already giving up your mind and that's, that you're already gonna lose if you if you can't achieve it up here because you need to see it up here before you can make it happen and that's that was me. I was like I'm gonna make it happen no matter how hard it's gonna be you so know mm-hmm. just that determination and making it possible on the ukulele and that's why arrangements are a little bit tough because you do have a recipe when it comes to um what it, what you want it to sound like because it has to sound like the original versus an original tune where there's no recipe it's kind of like you giving you've been given a piece of paper and a, a pencil and colored pencils right. It's like now you just draw something from me so there's mm-hmm. really no rules but coming up with the structure and chords it's like you gotta do it all yourself you know it's not it's not mm-hmm. a, in a recipe book
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so while we're in the subject of uh, of like discipline and kind of you know like training your mind into a, a good mindset and learning ukulele um you're a uh, you're a practicing martial artist and how does that play yeah. into uh, into ukulele and, and your kind of way of playing and just way of life in general?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like uh, I'm, I'm really into jujitsu. I had my um my blue belt rank. I, I've been doing it for, <laughs> I've been doing it for quite a few years now. But it's tough. It really, it pushes you mentally and physically. And some of that discipline has come into the ukulele. My my ukulele playing in the last last year. And it's not um it's not like you have to recite these techniques. And do a kata, right? Like normally with karate or stuff like that. But it's usually you're live rolling every day, and you're, you know, it's like a, phys- you know, a physical contact sport, kind of like, you know, like wrestling. And you know, you get choked out, and <laughs> you, you get <laughs> submit, and you get submitted, and it's just, you know, it's that's why I really like jujitsu. It's very, it's it's the closest thing to like, I guess, something you can get into the UFC with, without getting punched. If anything, you're just gonna go to sleep, <laughs> or you're just, you just you're gonna sleep love First, yeah, just, yeah. but because of that <laughs> you know requires just a mental toughness it it's, mm-hmm. it's definitely helped with ukulele like when i was doing that arrangements or something that I'm, I'm writing i'm just like come on if i can get handled you know you know getting choked out and all that <laughs> playing this song in the bathroom a hundred times is nothing so it really helped it really did, you know, get mentally stronger i think with the
1: see kahai, just learn some jiu man so if, if we tell you like okay we need this video done this video done and this video done you can handle the mental toughness of, uh, of, of the workload that we're putting in your back yeah.
3: you able to do yeah. uh, thank, thank you andrew <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: See, it's practice jujitsu, Kai. You'll be, you know, you you handle ten, hundred times the workload that we give you. Oh, <laughs> it's yay, all in the mind. See, so listen yay. to Belinda, <laughs> man. It's all in the mind. If you don't mind, never matter. If you don't mind, it doesn't matter. Right? I think that's how it goes, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, but it's it's also a good balance um, for music because in music, you know, you're very like if you're not arranging with someone, you're very close and you're kind of mm-hmm. on your own. And I feel like Jiu-Jitsu has been giving me a perfect balance of just like you know, mm-hmm. if you have like. You have stress on you, or if you have like any weight on your shoulders, you can just get it out there, and then when that's ready, you're nice and fresh again to um, start playing your ukulele. Mm. So I think it's a it's a great balance, and it keeps you kind of sane. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and more like serious note, that's that's a great point. Like if you can handle this on whatever, you know, like uh whatever you do outside of the ukulele, then all the things you do ukulele wise you should be able to handle. And I mean everyone, you know, has had some kind of hardship that they've you know that they've overcome. So if you really like kind of try to compare things where like oh I'm learning this song and it's too hard and you give up on it, where like, you know, like you might have had a time in your life where like it was super duper tough but you held in there. Yeah, that's that's great advice, Andrew. You know that's i would tell that to everyone i'll just dude if you can if you can handle that you can handle anything like and i'm sure everyone has had some kind of hardship in their life you know and just like channel that channel that same energy and that same discipline that that got you through whatever hardship that you went through and you know put put down to learning the ukulele and you can with anything really not just learning you if you apply that to anything in life you you're stronger than you know than you ever thought you were you know
0: yeah, yeah and so, uh, and, this, uh, and this is just something for the um you know the ukulele players out there a lot of it you know i have to say 70 to 80 percent of it is all up here that's where it all mm. begins mm-hmm. a lot of the like you know students i run into the biggest thing is always i can't do it or um my fingers are like not enough to do that or it's just like you, they automatically give up up here so of course nothing's going to happen and just mm-hmm. really that's in growing up you know like I think I was in seventh grade ukulele class you know it's when Jake came to Maui and I would try to get my friends of like I was learning woman guitar gently weeps and I would I would tell them like come on you guys like we gotta learn this stuff this stuff is so cool (laughs) and all of them all of them was like oh cannot it's too hard and right there that's just Uh kind of what separated my mindset from my classmates is because for me I was like oh this is fun you know like it's so challenging and Back in the day, like I, I told you that like, your <laughs> video and Jake's video were like the only ones on YouTube. <clears throat> like, <the> <laughs> quality. Well, I can tell if you're playing up here, but I can't tell exactly what you're playing. So I feel like we're pushed mm-hmm. more back in the day without the, the resources we have today, you know, the quality videos <laughs> yeah, and all man. that. And but that helped, really helped develop my ear. Mm-hmm. But despite lacking the knowledge and music theory of what I... I truly needed. it. It was that desire that started first of like, I don't care. Anyone's going to say, I don't care if it's hard. I'm, I'm just going to do it because I really want to. And uh, I think if we can start changing our mindset of achieving something like, okay, I'm going to do this versus, Oh wait, can I do this? I think that's a big deal. And that's something that's not really talked about
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: in general. in ukulele. It's more like, it's not, it goes beyond the physical abilities. It's, it's really the desire and the mental behind it as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I thousand percent agree with you. Seriously. Like if people just, you know, kind of put, you know, put the work in and and like, and love, you know, love what they're doing. Like it, it it will show, you know, like there, you'll see results if the, the, whatever you put in, but if you're not willing to put anything in, then you can't really expect results or you can't expect yourself to get any better. You know, you only reap what you sow. I
0: think that right, and have a vision of what what you guys want to do. You know, if you guys want to do an open mic, or if you like, be very specific on what you visualize. You know, for me as a kid, you know, I knew I wanted to become a traveling ukulele artist at the age of fourteen years old, and you know, people used to think, people used to say, "Oh, you're crazy," but I never (laughs) let their their words get in the way of what I truly believed in, Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's really what I was meant to do. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, like I see Aldrin and you know, all the Kalei and all that. I was like, you know, I'm going to be there one day. You know, I got, I just, I just, my passion for the ukulele was just like to the roof. And um, if you guys can add that into your journey, if you guys, you know, it's okay if you guys just want to play for friends, if you guys just want to play for yourself, but it, for those who are flirting with the idea of doing these open mics or becoming, or even becoming an artist yourself, follow that dream because that's all you need yeah. to push you. And that, and that you can turn that desire into a reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: hey man hey answer. Amen. Amen. <laughs> hallelujah good answer, <laughs> good answer. <laughs> seriously that that's that's what it is and I, I remember you know like um when you when i first met you at NAM, you were like this young kid hanging around like the kamaka booth and stuff and, and uh, yeah do you remember meeting andrew for the first time he was like some young kid at kamaka and he's and it's like, oh, he came up. you introduced yourself to you know, to me and to Calais and, and whatnot. And it's like, man, that kid. And then we started jamming. And you you had some chops back then, uh, back in the day. And then we didn't <laughs> see you for like three, four years or something. And then all of a sudden, Adrbelin is everywhere. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, there's that kid. We met that kid, and now kalei do you remember that kid? He's like everywhere now, which is awesome, dude. We're so proud of you, man.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you. And it, again, it was just like you know watching you growing up and then just how like how cool you were like hey man what's going on? Like I mean <laughs> you were like a hero of mine growing mm-hmm. up. And a hero? Oh. You and Jake and Kalei and, and all that. So just being able to mm-hmm. like be friends with you guys now it's just like it's just a really cool experience. <laughs> yeah. I mean there's
1: you know, like just just being a, a Hawaiian ukulele player, and, and not just like you know playing Hawaiian music or whatever, but like we have this kind of solidarity of like all the ukulele players from you know from Hawaii or from the islands and stuff, because there's so little of us. I mean, the the mainland is so huge with so many ukulele players that like uh, whenever we you know kind of run into each other, like uh, like wanna you know like wanna be virtuosos like like myself, you know, like uh, we we all kind of get together and we share some ideas and. It's awesome so like this kind of home team that we have it's it's really 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 great and um <clears throat> i love 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 meeting my friends in the mainland and stuff but i'm really like super duper close to like everyone on this kind of like whole home hawaii home team kind of that that we have here it's 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 great we everyone kind of you know like encourages each other and you know we all got each other's backs it's it's awesome it's a beautiful community
0: Yeah, everyone is just so selfless, and it's just like immediately because we have the Hawaii and the ukulele bond. It's just like, oh, you're automatically like, you're automatically automatically (laughs) like a good friend already. And it's like, when was next time we're gonna jam and hang? And it's just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, you don't see that in any other communities, like other than ukulele, I don't think play yeah, it does have you some don't see of, guitar
2: players
1: yeah. Like, oh yeah let's i want to encourage you to be better <laughs> it's like no check out this lick that i just learned that you probably can't do you know it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah but it's cool because you know like you called me up out of the blue and you were just on kawaii for some reason you know like you had a gig here somewhere in, in princeville or wherever it was and you're like hey Adriana, i'm at like i'm on Kauai let's let's have a job like dude meet me at like hot coffee in like 15 minutes and you were there and we jammed for like a good you know like almost like a, a, an hour almost two i don't know how long we were jamming in there but yeah we, yeah. we were we just jamming it up you know like it's 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 that quick kind of like it, are you on the island dude i can't miss you being on the island and not jam with you you
0: know like so and yeah that, it, that's the same thing with funny. every single friend yeah it's just like monago oahu it's like oh what is kalei up to what is Jacob do? to Kauai mm-hmm. is like oh what are you up to aldrin this is like this is like one of the first <laughs> yeah. thing that comes to my mind when i travel to another island now
1: mm-hmm. yeah man always always hit me up you know and, and i'll uh, unless unless i'm being yelled at by my kid or something <laughs> like uh, i will be there <laughs> and uh you know okay, I'll book an i book I, it yes please so i'll tell my kid like you know uncle andrew wants me to hang out with him today so you go yell at your mom instead
3: <laughs> uh, so yeah. hi
1: do we have any questions from the audience i don't think we have
3: more questions from the audience but there's like a question we've asked people before mm. and we've asked mm. people uh if you had to give advice to a beginner what is one thing you would tell them
0: um that kind of goes back um to what do you want to achieve um i always like it's before you start learning anything it's important where you know where you want to go so whatever you take in is not for uh you want to make sure whatever you learn applies to your journey so like for me like in general like i knew that sight reading was not going to be my thing so there's no i'm not going to waste the time of learning things that aren't essential to my individual journey so sit down and just um reflect okay what do i want to get out of this journey like do again do i want to Take it to the open mic. Do I want to just, do I want to learn classical? Do I want to learn jazz? And I want you to tunnel vision on that specific goal you have instead of just learning ukulele just because you're learning it. You know, you want to be very specific on what you learn. And and it saves a lot of time. We want to work smart, not hard. So you want to make sure exactly what you want as an individual. And mm-hmm. there's a thousand an- answers out there. I have my goals, Aldrin has his, everyone has their own. So for all you guys out there, just and it just don't and don't do it because someone tells you to do something. Oh, learn this because you know it's like it's part of the jam. Mm-hmm. Learn it because you truly want it. And when you can add your passion into learning, then nothing's gonna stop you. You know, you're gonna it's gonna be so much fun that you're gonna enjoy the process, you're gonna en- enjoy the journey, but you wanna figure out what's what what calls you, you know, what do you want out of this journey? So number one is the mindset of what is your vision? And that's, the, that's my first advice. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah.
1: So uh, well, the I, top... I had a
2: question. Oh thing. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted you to talk about that. The flight. Uh, what is it? A Pathfinder? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We try to keep tabs <laughs> on electric steel string electric ukuleles, mm-hmm. and there are only like a handful of really good ones. Like, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? The flight uh, steel string electric ukulele.
0: I mean, come on. I mean, playing a nylon or fluorocarbon to steel strings is very, very different. So the first day it arrived, I, I played it for about three hours and I still, the touch is very different. The way you bend, the way you approach playing it in general, it's just a different animal than um, a standard ukulele. And for yeah. me, I just, I experimented and I just, cause I didn't want to post a video without first understanding how to approach it. It's kind of like, you know, you go from high G and playing low G, that's a step, but from playing nylon to steel string, it's, it's a huge step that you have to. You have to put in some time, and I put in several hours before I felt confident to even post the video with it. But you know, we went to the process of throwing some. Uh, I think we threw on a different gauge, different set of strings because we had a, a tuning issue with that initial set. So any guitar strings work. I think. You, what were the gauges? Can't remember the gauges, but um, so we just a, a quick adjustment of the strings and um, sat down with the looper. And I listened to some guitar licks, you know, ukulele licks mm-hmm. don't really transfer to, um, to that approach. It is, it is technically an ukulele, but the way you play with the strings um, require more a guitar approach. So after, after getting, you know, I, and it was such a blast, you know, I, for me, I love challenges like mm-hmm. that. I love being pushed. I love like worrying about like, how am I going to do this versus, I mean, like, I know there's some people who don't like the challenge, mm-hmm. but that's something I encourage you to get excited when something is hard. Cause imagine the the gratitude you're gonna get when you achieve yes. that goal, and when you achieve whatever you're gonna get from this this, this tough <laughs> this tough challenge. So for me, it's just like I had a blast, even though like I can still consider myself like a white belt when it comes to that ukulele. But I'm like, I will take the challenge. I, I love it. It's probably one of the best electric ukuleles out there. So definitely, um, yeah, check it out. They have two. They have two designs. One is like a a tiny Les Paul, and the one I have is like a tiny Strat. So it's oh, it's nice. it's awesome. <clears throat> yeah
3: is there like a technique or something that you can only really do on a electric
0: uke a solid body electric uke i mean like oof, like you can't be doing like pull-offs not so much Like, like <laughs> a lot of, of bands you know and just like the phrasing is just completely different so like, i got to practice a john Mayer solo actually when i posted one mm-hmm. i learned that i actually i learned the guitar lick, and it's just I, don't, I really don't, like, I'm trying to translate it to the, towards, like, an ukulele crowd, but it really is completely different. If you listen to guitar soloing and ukulele soloing and just the phrasing, it's just it's just different. And I wish I could explain it better, but I would say it utilizes a lot of... Um, you're going to have to be conscious of the string ringing. If you're doing, like, a... You can get away with it on the ukulele, no problem, but that thing will bing have this loud sound if you don't mute the strings right away, so... The way you have to mute the strings and play something, you have to cut the sound right away, so you don't hear any of the feedback. So it's you have to be very conscious. But it's very it's easier to bend on the um, on the flight electric ukulele, and uh, pretty much it. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I mean that's, <laughs> that's one cool. of the the best looking mm. electrics yeah. that I've seen. I mean there there are a few really good looking ones. Mm.
1: Because you have you have a, what, like an evil. What is it called? Evo. Uh, the Kamoa. Kamo, yeah, Kamoa. But
2: they don't. Kamoa doesn't even make them anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, so that's like, a nice one. <laughs> as far as the ones that are in production right mm-hmm. now, like that's mm. a really good looking one, and and it sounds great from mm. Andrew's demos. It it looks sound looks great. Sounds it's cool, great. beans, so, man. That's kind of exciting <laughs> yeah, and, that that's an option.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like I've been waiting for something like that because. Um, for me, I'll never graduate to guitar, right? You know, for me, it's just it's just too big, you know, like I'll, maybe I'll <laughs> Google on it with my dad's guitar, but mm-hmm. I've been waiting for something to like kind of jump into the guitar realm without having to fully graduate to a full-size guitar. Right? And this is perfect mm-hmm. for those who are curious about that. And mm-hmm. like I said, the whole going from nylon strings to metal strings, it will, it will take some time. I promise you, that you're going to have to work hard to get the, unless you're, you know the, the feel of a guitar already, but it's it's a completely different touch than your normal ukulele. But hey, it's a blast! <laughs> it's nice. fun, man.
1: So since since we're on the subject of ukulele, um, tell us a little bit about that that uke right there. I know you told us a little bit about the um, you know the, the kamakas before people have seen that kamaka, but this one that you have in your hands, it's got these this, this beautiful uh, like inlay in there, and it's
0: got like that stained
1: yeah. maple. Tell us a bit about about your your new uke. Yeah, want. so, like, I was wanna looking hear. for a low G, because
0: I've, I've been primarily the high G, you know, in mm-hmm. half my life, and uh, I was thinking, you know, it's time to embrace the low G, just to keep things fresh, and uh, I had met Joji at the Ukulele Guild of Hawaii at the end of 2017, and I was very impressed by his work, so I reached out to him, and I asked, I was like, hey, Joji, is it possible, like you know, I can order, a, like, a custom, I'm thinking about a design. And you know Hawaii, Hawaii makers are very good with koa, so I wanted something different. So I was mm-hmm. thinking maybe like a uh, this is actually moon spruce. Take a look at it. Mm. Swiss moon spruce with uh, rosewood Oof. back and sides. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I requested. I just wanted an ukulele that looks like nobody else's one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he was able to stain the maple blue. Like that. I don't think it's mm-hmm. a good shot, but um, oh boy. Here we have like a we have a blue um, stained maple rosette with a blue power abalone inlay and then kind of going back to the head. I don't know how he did this, but I think he's just in oh, the back on. of like, mm. the like it, head. Uh, it's a pretty. It's on a, like a plate. Way. Is it part? Is it like one piece, or is that like its own plate of blue? No, I think it's part of the, the back. Um, That's cool. <laughs> that
1: is sick. Definitely, yeah.
0: definitely. his and he was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to do that again because it, it was a lot of <laughs> tedious work.
1: But I'm very, very <laughs> grateful that
0: you know he. And he mm-hmm. said, "Oh, because blue is my favorite color, I'll do it." So mm-hmm. it's a good thing I didn't Aha. request, like something, you know.
1: <laughs> well, uh, tell I, us about I'm, your your side port. The side port looks kind of looks oh, pretty yeah, cool.
0: yeah, So this is an option optional. I can't remember what kind of wood this is. Kind of that's awesome. Snake wood, but that yeah. So the side ports are optional. You have mm-hmm. a it actually kind of changes the tone a little bit when you have the side uh when you have this in. But mm-hmm. it's just the projection, this thing is just loud and like. My dad always says, "Oh, it doesn't really sound like an ukulele. It just like it just has a deep, rich sound." Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't be happier. So, like, whenever this thing gets dinged, I get pretty mm. depressed about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think the back of it, not too long ago. Yeah, mm. and this thing scratches so easy. I don't know if you can see that. The, oh, the other wow, like oh, man, the like that hurts of, me. This, and I was so I was so upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that hurts to see it. Yeah, so that's the Oof. only bad thing about this, and the polish I think has to do with a great sound because it's such a light polish mm. that it doesn't mm. doesn't affect the sound. If like a versus like a heavy yeah. gloss, sometimes mm-hmm. where you yeah, reduce yeah. the sound, but um, it's like UV cured? Yeah. Like what, what is? Mm. I'm not sure. a shell? Is it a shellac finish? Um, but it's yeah, very it's like very light. light. though Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think I think mm-hmm. some of this stuff can be buffed out so Mm -hmm. hopefully (laughs) when it comes to an ukulele i look for three things one is sound you know you want to trust your ear first second Mm -hmm. would be playability is it comfortable to maneuver on is it like does it you know can you can you does it play like butter that's another thing and of course third is looks you got to be attracted to it to, to some extent. you don't want to pick it up you know what i mean like why would you
1: pick exactly, it up if you don't exactly. like how it looks yeah
0: you know? don't let your eyes deceive you though because sometimes yes there can be a killer-looking yeah. ukulele but yeah. it doesn't have a great sound so no try to you know, keep that into consideration when you guys are buying an ukulele yeah. how does it feel how does that sound and then how does it look amen and this i think this ukulele amen. has all three <laughs> Cool beans, man. <laughs> well,
1: uh, since you know, since we're out of time, why don't since you have that ukulele in your hand, why don't you play us something and uh, play us out?
0: Definitely, definitely. But well, thanks for having me on, you guys. Had a nice time chatting. <laughs> Lots of fun. <laughs>
1: Touch, amazing arrangement it's just it's beautiful that that song is beautiful that ukulele is is awesome your playing is awesome the the touch the approach and everything and um i want to let people know that that are listening right now uh andrew is going to uh stop stop in next week for our live coaching so if you guys have not checked out live coaching yet andrew will participate and he's uh yeah he's going to be giving some advice to uh to to some of you folks that are going to be coming next week live on our yeah live coaching what time is that guy
3: uh two well we have the room open at 2 20 and then mm. we kind of officially start at two thirty around there yeah two twenty, so. two
1: thirty next week friday so uh mark your calendars you know we didn't want to just push it out like tomorrow he's gonna be there or whatever you guys can you know <laughs> set some time aside and stuff hire a babysitter whatever mm-hmm. you gotta do you know like uh you can't you can't miss it. You can't miss Andrew Molina next week live coaching two thirty p.m. here on Ukulele Underground Plus. So for those of you folks listening in on this podcast um, who are not watching the, uh, the the live stream, check it out next week two thirty p.m. Hawaii Standard Time or two twenty just just show up at two twenty just you know for uh, <laughs> just to be on the safe side two twenty p.m. next week Friday Andrew Molina will be uh, will be doing some live coaching
3: does uh i don't know if andrew wants to say where people can find him and yeah 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 where you know yeah
0: tell uh, tell let people know you can find me at uh, com. i have my um you know my all my music on there my cds uh you can find me at instagram Mario ukulele and of course andrew on facebook but um yeah thanks for um letting me be part of today and i'm looking forward to next week
1: yeah, right on. Thank you so much, Andrew. This has been amazing. Thank you for your knowledge. Thanks for everything. Thanks for always being cool. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. And for all of you folks, tomorrow a Friday Live Jam. Be there. Jam along. Have a great one. Aloha.